0: morning, church. Before I get started, I want to tell the church thank you so much for the card, uh, for your words of appreciation and encouragement, uh, for pastor appreciation that you gave uh, Captain Angie and me. Uh, We are very thankful. Thank you. So I have a question for each of you. What is the greatest thing we can ever do in life? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. That's what I want to ask you to think about is what is the greatest thing we can ever do? I'm up here, so I'm going to take this off. Sorry. Sorry. But you can answer some if you have some uh, suggestions what what is what are i have a list but love. okay love what else anything else we could do mm-hmm mm-hmm Uh-huh. That's a great answer. That's right. Don't ever yeah, shout them out. All right, so here's a list that I, uh, when I was looking and studying, this is what I found on the Internet. Um, ten things I, and it's titled, Ten Things I'd Like to Achieve in My Life. Number one was read a book. Uh, That is not on my list, but maybe the Bible. (laughs) Number two, have a fancy kitchen. I'm not a big cook, but Captain Angie, I'd like her to have a nice fancy kitchen, I guess. Uh, Number three was move abroad. See the wonders of the world. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, Number four was feel good about my body. Mm, yeah. Uh, number five, financial freedom. Okay. Number six, more mini- minimal. Bleh, sorry, more minimal. Uh, so basically, get rid of what I don't need and only have what I need. Uh, number seven, read all the classics. Oh, sorry, number one was write a book. Ah, Sorry, write a book. Number seven was read all the classics. Um, Number eight, give back in a big way. Number nine, care less about trivial things. And number ten, be recognized for something great. So I think these are all nice ideas. I I definitely like uh, some of your guys' answers better. Um, But today we're going to look at what our scripture says today and see what the Bible says. Um, Our scripture passage um, that we're going to be focusing on today is John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. So all the times Captain Angie tells me I have all these big, long scripture readings. That was the call to worship, but I wanted to have that today. But the scripture reading we're going to focus on just today for our sermon is John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Now, it's a familiar passage. It is, uh, it is a passage where Jesus predicts uh, his betrayal. Can you take the reference it is John okay. chapter 13, yep. verses 34 and 35. And it should be on screen, but I'll be reading out of the NIV. Here we go. All right, number starting in 34. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you so that so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Father, I thank you, Lord, uh, for the love you give us. I thank you uh, for all that you do for us. And Father, I just pray right now that you will open hearts and minds and that you will speak to us as uh, your word does each and every time. Father, uh, be with those, and I just uh, ask that uh, you be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yes, uh, sometimes I think the world definitely has a different opinion or outlook on life um, when I googled uh, what is the greatest thing we could ever do and that's what the ten lists came from was when I googled that so that is what the world visits and views but as we can see by our passage and hopefully by the end of today you'll see that love love one another is what is most important in our life. And is that where you were thinking, or were you thinking something else? And I think that from what I heard from you guys, that's, that's pretty much where you guys were. So our first point is, uh, love is given by Jesus. Jesus. And he gives it to us in a form of a new command that Jesus gives his disciples. And it says, even in the scriptures, it says, A new command I give you, love one another. Now some of you are probably thinking, well that's not really a new new command. And you'd probably be right, because if you look at what Captain Angie read this morning, in the Ten Commandments... If you really look into it and you study the Ten Commandments, that's what Jesus, that's what God is telling us, is to love one another. You know, and it's, it's so hard that, you know, the Israelites and, and people even today, you know, we like to always, we always like to put down the, the children of God and in the Bible times and say, well, did you see what they did You know, they kept doing this. They kept making golden calves. They kept worshiping Baal or whoever. And, you know, they kept doing these things. And God would rescue them. God would save them. God would do this. And then what would they do? They'd mess up all over again. And we always like to say stuff about them. We always like to say, well, why didn't they just get it? Well, I don't know about you, but if you look around the world today, why don't they just get it? Love. Hmm. So all these 2,000-some years, and people still don't get it. Love one another. You know, I think it's sad because... You know, even the church has issues with this love one another. You know, we say we do, but do we do it for the right reasons? And see, I think that's why Jesus says that it's a new command. Because in a few chapters and, you know, in the other gospels, he says, you know, what, what is it? love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, right? So he says that, and he said the second was, love your neighbor as yourself. So he tried summing up all the Ten Commandments and then into two commandments. And did the people get it then? No. Did we still get it today? No. So then he says, here you go. Here's a new commandment talking to the disciples. And and if you've looked in our passage today around the verses that, that it was put in, it was put in the passage where Jesus predicts Peter's denial. This is right after Judas walks out to go get the guards to come and arrest Jesus. So now Jesus says that, you know, now the Son of Man glorified and God is glorified in him. And he says in verse 33, My children, I will be with you only for a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot go. And he stops there to go to the passage we just read. He says, I'm leaving, and you can't go where I'm going. And then he goes into the New Commandment. But he's given this commandment to the disciples. He wants them to get it this time. It's like if he was just right here and he was standing here and he sits down with us today and he says, All right, one more time, I have a new commandment for you. All these other commandments. I have been given to you all these rules, all these things. But today I give you a new commandment. And it's a simple one to remember. You know, so many times back in the, in the days, in, in the Bible days, they would write it and they had these little scrolls and they'd wear it on their foreheads or on their wrists and then every time they go to pray or something they'd pull it out so they could read it because they forgot so they probably had long-term memory issues you know so they they, they tried getting over that by having these little scrolls and write it down and you know and and so but he says look i got a new commandment it's so short, you'll remember it all the time. I give you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. That's the commandment. That is, if you keep all this, Jesus says, you're going to fulfill all the Ten Commandments, all the other crazy rules and the guidelines, and if you just do this one. So he gives it to the disciples, just as he gives it to us today. So I was looking at some of our other supporting scriptures for this verse, and for this portion here, it says... Uh, Galatians 6.2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 1 John 2.8 and 10 says, Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them that make them stumble If you listen to those, it all says to love one another. Just as Jesus said, love one another. If you love one another, you love your friends, you love your family, you love fellow, follow, uh, fellow believers, you, li- you love your neighbors, And that's why Jesus said all the commands can be captured in this one command. So ten golden rules. Uh, Today I have some lists, sorry. Ten golden rules. Be fair, do the right thing. Be good, find favor. Be positive, think positively, act positively. Be kind, act with love, reconcile, and be peaceful. Make happy, become happy. Look critically, aim for the better. Focus on outputs, not inputs. Be enterprising, take risk. Aim for perfection and beauty. These are so many things that we teach our children. We teach them to be wrong and right. You know, we teach them between the right and the wrong things. We teach them to always try to be good. But sometimes we forget to tell them and to teach them the right way to love one another. You know, that's, that's to, It's more than just going to a person and say, I love you. It's, it's caring for them. It's to be there when they need someone to listen. To have someone to listen. It's to be there to hear someone pray. And to uh, pray for you when they, you need prayer. It's whatever others need. Love if you can see, is focusing on others and not yourself. It's not tearing down people. It's not talking about people. It's only about loving and caring about others. If we truly taught love one another, then we would cover even all these golden roles that we try to teach our children now. The issue is is I think people always have the focus on themselves. And I don't even say that just as today. It is back as in Jesus' time. People focus on themselves. So the way to love one another that Jesus asked us to do is to start focusing on others before ourselves. It is to do for others. Now we think about it, and Jesus did tell us this command. But if we look into it even more, it says in the second part of verse 34, which is also the command. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So Jesus gives us this command, gives the disciples this command to love one another, but he doesn't just give it. He doesn't say, here's what I want you to do. And it's kind of, it's kind of uh, honestly probably better that he gave it to him then, than he did if he would have gave it to him way before when his ministry first started. Because the way he did was he did by example. If you look even earlier in that passage, at the beginning of chapter 13, uh, my subtitle says, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Now this is something that no king, no messiah, no ruler should ever do. But Jesus says, I... Let me read what it says exactly. Starting in verse 6 of 13, it says... He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. They don't understand that Jesus came to serve, to love one another. That's what Jesus was trying to do, was give them examples. We talk about all the the feeding of 5,000 and the 4,000, and we talk about all the healings that he did. We talk about all the miracles Jesus did when he was here. If you look at all them... Did he do any of it to glorify himself? Was there one time that it was like, Oh, look at what I, Jesus, did? No. Who did he glorify when he did these? What was that? God God the Father. He glorified his heavenly Father. And who else did he help? Did he help himself? No. He helped others. He loved one another. And it doesn't... It doesn't... See, the thing is, is Jesus came from heaven... He could have stayed in heaven, but he decided to come down here to be an example to us, to make it possible for us to have a life eternally. And Jesus loved one another. So he doesn't only command us, but he also shows us. And he's that example that we need to have. And he wants us to love one another. He wants us to be what he's called us to be. And that's the church, even. Because as I said, the church, unfortunately, if we're honest with ourselves, we gossip. We say we always love. But so many times, it's like we talk about others. So many times it's, what can I get out of church? If you truly one time just come and you're like, not what I can get, but what can I give to honor God? What can I give to others to help them out? As I said, Jesus loves his disciples so much that he lowers himself to the lowest level that any person could be. He washes their feet. This is a job of a servant, not a teacher, not a messiah, not a king or a savior. But Jesus teaches them that nothing is too low or big for them to do. For others, serving is what we are called to do, or in other words, love one another. Jesus taught us to love. It's impossible for us to love one another if we stay focused on ourselves. If you think about it, and we think of Jesus dying on a cross, his arms are wide open. They're stretched out. If you think about truly loving people, can you walk around like this? I love people. I love people. I love people. You can even throw a smile on. I love people yep, I love you, (laughs) and go about my day, I love you. No, you have to open your arms, embrace people. When you go to give a hug, when you go to do something, you have to move your hands open. So next time you're walking around, if you have your hands in your pockets, if you're like this, think about it. Are you looking Like you truly love one another. Finally, our final portion about the scripture is known by Jesus, or known by our love. And our verse says in 35, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So many times people like to put the little fish on the back, it used to be really popular uh, years back but everyone wanted to have their fish. And back where we came from, where Angie was born, in Barren, there's a radio station called The Fish, 95.5, The Fish. And they had their little logo, and it was a fish. So many times, Christians like to throw little stickers on, or on their cars or windows, or they have little pins that they put. They like to say they are what they are. But it's interesting because if you get to know some of these people you wouldn't know they're a Christian. Because you're known by how you, by how you act. By what you do. Now I'm not saying... That you can't go around and and be with certain people. Because Jesus shows us even that he went to the outcast. Because if you think about it, who'd he always go hang out with? He went out and hung out with sinners, prostitutes, the sick, the lame, the, the tax collector. So it's people that the world would look at and be like, what is he doing? And I think that's probably one focus and one issue they had was, well, he says he's the Messiah. He says he's the Son of God, but he's hanging out with these people. He's got to be crazy. He can't be. But that's because they didn't understand love one another. That simple command that covers all the others. 1 John 2 5 says, But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. If you truly love God, then you're going to love others. And in the Salvation Army, There can be some pretty unlovable people. But that's because we welcome everyone. You know, that's why William and Catherine Booth started the Salvation Army, because they they went out to the streets, and they were preaching God's sovereign word, and... When he would bring them in to church, the church people were like, "Uh, why are they here? Because once again, the church doesn't always love as God has commanded. And it might not be easy, let me tell you. (laughs) Loving people isn't always easy, but that's what God has commanded us to do. So if we're going to say we're Christians and be known by people, then we must love one another. So I have some slides here and they're they're going to they'll show itself, but before they are shown all the way, I want you to try to guess what they are cuz they're known by a picture. So they're pictures that hopefully you'll recognize. And I just want you to shout it out if you recognize what the image is. Because eventually it it does get wider and it opens up and you can see exactly what it is. But, so we'll give an the first one, Joseph. So just shout it out if you know what it is. It's a white screen. Hit an arrow, Joe. What is it? That's Diet Coke. Woo! Diet Coke. That might be because she's an addict. (laughs) All right. So... It is known by being a Diet Coke. All right. So, next one. Anyone, just shout it out. Chevrolet. Chevrolet. So, it's the symbol for Chevy. Yep. That's right. let's see what is it Christmas Christmas tree right see you got it you know it by what it looks like McDonald's all right see Salvation Army Salvation Army all right I think I got one more A heart. You can leave that up, Joe, when it comes up all the way. So, all these images were easily known by what you know what they are. By just looking at them. And that's what Jesus is saying. We'll truly be known by our love. Or, let's be honest, our lack of love. Jesus was commanding his disciples that day. And if you, if you read farther in our passage, right after he says... Know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Then going to verse 36, it says, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? (laughs) It wasn't nothing about the new commandment that Jesus just got done speaking. It was, where are you going? He's focusing still on what Jesus said right before. So today, we're going to listen to a song. and It's called Arms Wide Open. I want you to look at your lives and I want you to think about and and I want you to seriously pray. You know, people don't have to come up to the altar. I know that. And I, I always offer, the altar's always open. But I hope that you pray either at your seat, if you go home and pray, I hope you take time to truly look at your life and ask God to help you if you're struggling with this. If you struggle to love one another as Jesus has loved us, then I want you to take time and pray. Because no matter if you are or you're not, you're going to be known by how you act. So if you focus on yourself, you're not truly loving one another. If you're gossiping about other people or doing anything else that you know is wrong, you're not loving one another. So even though we don't have to come to the altar to pray, you can pray at your seat, you can pray at home, but be honest with yourself today and hopefully every day and think about, do you love one another as Jesus has loved us? As we talk about him dying on a cross with his arms wide open, he didn't hold anything back. It wasn't to benefit Him because He died for us. So be honest with yourself. Look at yourself. Not others around you. Not other people in your life. But be honest with yourself and look at yourself. And truly ask the question, am I loving as Jesus has commanded us to do. Because it's a command, he said. Do you love one another as he has loved you? Because you will be known by your love. And I pray that we will be known by our love and not our hate. So please just take this time to pray and to seek God's will in your life. Take my life I lay it down At the cross